The engine hit the missing section of track, careened off the rails and into the adjacent grass. The kinetic energy from the two miles of moving rail cars behind it swiftly pushed the engine into Third Creek, which ran into the Tennessee River. The sound of the rail cars flying off the tracks and folding into one another like a giant accordion made the loudest, most horrendous sound Noah Parker had ever heard in his life. He stuck his head around the corner and gaped at the unfolding catastrophe. He observed rail cars being pitched like toys off the ground, and others scraping along the metal tracks, shooting sparks like fireworks several feet into the air. He nearly froze from the mere shock of the spectacle. David slapped Noah on the shoulder and yelled loudly enough to be heard over the screeching symphony of crashing metal against metal. Go! Noah shot like a rocket toward the fence. The years of running for exercise paid off for Noah as he began to instinctively pace his breathing. Nothing else entered his mind except the task at hand. He strained to make visual contact with the detainees on the other side of the fence. They're all looking at the train wreck, he whispered beneath his breath. Fortunately for Noah and the rest of the team, the guards were also completely focused on the rail disaster. Noah reached the fence and quickly cut open an area big enough for the prisoners to escape. The distance from the water treatment plant and the fence was exactly the same as it had been during the training. What they had not anticipated was that the men in the detention center would be on the other side of the sports field watching the carnage of the derailment. Noah stood at the opening waiting for the detainees to notice him, but no one did. I can't believe I'm going to do this. He gritted his teeth and went through the opening. Noah crouched down as he walked briskly toward the group of prisoners. He tapped one man on the shoulder. The man turned and started to shout, but Noah put his hand over the man's mouth and whispered, We have to go now. Tell the others. The man quickly tapped several other men and pointed at Noah. Noah motioned for them to follow as he led the way to the opening in the fence. Before he left the enclosed area, Noah opened the bag of redneck liberators and poured the contents on the ground next to the opening. Noah kept moving and slowed down only once to look over his shoulder. Steady strings of detainees were filing out of the sport field and toward the riverbank. When he hit the tree line, Noah felt someone grab him. Get down! David pulled Noah down in the shrubbery. Noah rolled over on his stomach and took aim back toward the camp. Have the guards spotted us yet? I haven't heard any gunfire, so I guess not. Noah kept his eyes trained on the detention areas. Behind them, the wreckage of the train was a creaking mess, but no fire. Just then he heard four successive rounds being fired from his left. David rolled over on his back and switched magazines. Scratch what I just said. Sounds like they've made us. He rolled back over, came up to one knee, and began firing toward one of the derailed fuel tankers toward the south. Noah watched the bright white lights from the phosphorus-tipped tracer rounds as they darted through the night. Suddenly the tanker was engulfed in flames, which followed the streams of spilt gasoline down the tracks to several other rail cars, creating a massive bonfire that lit up the sky. The blaze illuminated the background of the men rushing toward them. He recognized the dark silhouettes of Jim, Benny, Isaiah, and Elliot against the orange blaze. Noah stood and waved one hand to signal the other team members. They dropped down behind the bushes next to David.